Welcome to Parent Tips with Pastors Ron and Lori Termali of Legacy Church RI. If you are a parent seeking some guidance for raising kids in today's world, this podcast is for you. Pastors Ron and Lori will draw from over 40 years of experience as parents, grandparents, and pastors, as well as former daycare directors, to help parents deal with the challenges of raising successful, faith-filled children and youth. You will also hear from different guests to discuss real-life situations and answer questions you may have. Make sure to share parent tips with your friends, and together, let's build the next generation of godly young people. Now, here's Pastors Ron and Lori. Well, welcome everyone to Parent Tips. Uh, We're going to be discussing a great parent tip today. It's number five. If you go to LegacyChurchRI.com forward slash parent tips, not only will you be able to listen to these podcasts that I believe will help you as a parent, but also read them as well. Uh, My name is Ron, my wife Lori and I are here today doing a parent tip with Two other parents here with lots of kids. I will have them introduce themselves. Why don't we start here with this lovely couple? Yeah, I'm I'm Jared. I'm joined by my wife Natalie. We have three beautiful daughters at home, and uh, we've been in the church for about twelve years now, and always looking for new techniques and strategies and downloads from the Holy Spirit on on how to be better parents and how to protect our children. And Natalie, how many, uh, you have three children, how old are they? Three children, ages two, four, and seven. Wow, you are busy. <laughs> and they're all redheads, aren't they? Close. So, so, <laughs> two oh, two, three. okay. Well, there's a lot of energy in that house. <laughs> there's a couple here. Um, my name is Carlos. Um, I'm here with my lovely wife, Denise, and we have four children. And if you want to elaborate on their names and their ages... <laughs> So we have four, um, the ages are seven, six, four, and six months. Got to think about it a little bit. <laughs> wow. And Carlos asked you to give their ages because he doesn't remember. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Yeah. That's the trick. And is it true you want eight? You want eight? Is I that want true? seven. Oh, seven. Okay, that's a good number. That's a good Seven's number. Seven's the number. Well, what we'll do... Um, Today is I read the parent tip, and if you'd like, you can follow along by, again, going to LegacyChurchRI.com forward slash parent tips and look up number five, parent tip number five. And we hope that this helps you today. Um, Take time to share this if you can, because parents need help today, and I believe that today we're going to be offering some great help. So the name of this parent tip or the title is Authority Brings Security. And the truth is from Romans 13.1, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. And we also read in Colossians 3.20, now these, there's so many scriptures about authority. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. There is much confusion and a difference of opinion regarding parenting, even among so-called parenting experts. Some believe children should be treated as equals, and it's not necessary to exercise authority over them. Their philosophy is children should have the right to self-rule, and you can reason with them at any age. They also see permissiveness 
as love and biblical discipline sometimes is, is considered child abuse. This is contrary, obviously, to the teachings of the Bible. The Bible teaches God gives you, as the parent, authority over your children. Have you ever been embarrassed or felt sorry for the parent who has lost complete control over their child, screaming, kicking, spitting, biting, demanding, and head spinning in public with no fear of consequence? The response of the parent will show you who has the authority, the child or the parent. The Bible teaches a parent must exercise authority and discipline in order to raise secure and successful children. The Bible teaches we are to raise children who are obedient, have faith in God, and who are not foolish. This will bring joy to you as a parent and not a painful burden. There will be more on discipline in upcoming Parent Tips, and you can look to Parent Tips for those other parent tips that offer you advice in this area. A child must obey his or her parents. This requires the exercise of a parent's role as the authority figure in the home, one who leads his or her children. Yes and no must mean exactly that. Parental authority in the family brings security to a child and order to the family structure. Every organization has a senior authority figure. In the home, it's the parent. The buck must stop with you. With authority comes great responsibility. You must respect, deeply love, have patience, and gently instruct your children. Remember, there's an authority that's greater than your authority, and that is God. You will be accountable to him as to how you care for the gift he has given you, the gift of your children. If you as a parent do not require obedience, you will feed rebellion and insecurity. This character trait will follow your children into teen years and even adulthood, and thus causing you as a parent and your children much pain. Requiring obedience is a lifesaver. It's what provides guardrails in a dangerous world. It's what shows your children you mean what you say and you say what you mean. It is what shows them that they are worth your time your effort, your instruction. Do not doubt the authority God has given you as a parent. Be convinced you have what your children need. You have the knowledge, wisdom, experience, and the the capacity to protect and guide your children. Your kids are looking to be led. If you do not take the lead, they will look for someone else who will lead them and will receive your lack of parenting as rejection. I know it's difficult for some people to be bold, strong, and unswerving in requiring obedience from their children, but do not be deceived into thinking because you do not have an authoritarian personality, your children will not listen to you. Leading as a parent takes consistency, untiring commitment, and discipline. You can do it. Just think, What would come of a child if a parent does not command and demand their children not to touch fire, to not cross a street without looking for oncoming traffic, or to not take a stranger's hand, and the list goes on and on? What would come of a child if they grow up believing that there are no boundaries and consequences to any of their actions? 
One of the most important commands of the Bible is for children to honor and obey their parents. A parent has the final authority in the family. A child's obedience to a parent is their protection for living a long and happy life. Ephesians 6, 2, and 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your parent, your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. We live in a world filled with lawlessness and disrespect towards authority, including parents. Boundaries that have existed for generation of generations are being torn down and redefined by culture. You must never abandon the biblical pattern for raising children. You must expect your children to obey you and follow your lead. God has given you his most precious gift, and creation. You cannot leave the care of this gift to happenstance, to guesswork, ever-changing human philosophies. If there are no absolutes to parenting, then there is nothing to rely on for success. Thank God there's good news. The Bible provides unchanging principles and wisdom for raising moral and secure, confident children. It's interesting, the U.S. Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs, um, writes this, positive parenting practices during the early years and later in as adolescence appear to act as buffers preventing delinquent behavior and assisting adolescents already involved in such behavior in desisting from further delinquency. Research confirms that children raised in supportive, affectionate, accepting homes are less likely to become deviant. It says children rejected by parents are among the most likely to become delinquent. So bottom line, and this is what we're going to discuss today, guys, that you as a parent are given authority by God over your children. God has given you authority. Secondly, you must require obedience from your child. And thirdly, your children are seeking guidance and boundaries, even though it might not appear so. They're seeking guidance and boundaries, and they need to be led. So we're going to have a conversation right now. I know this is a long parenting tip to discuss, but, but um, it's definitely worth the time that we're going to invest into it because hopefully we can all learn something as parents and also um, give some tidbits to you if you're listening today. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, the word authority and discipline often comes with negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had authority, he had discipline. Uh, it comes with negative connotation. Uh, people freak out sometimes when they hear these two words mm-hmm. or that, you know, you must demand obedience from your children. You know, the culture makes it seem like, like this is an insane thing, mm-hmm. right? So what comes to mind regarding that authority and discipline and why you think it such, has such negative connotation these days? Jared? I think authority, when you say the word authority, the world has taught us that it means someone has to be in a position of power and someone has to submit and subject themselves under that power. And the world can't take that word. I think the world assumes, oh, that's an abuse of power to have authority. 
But I think when you look at it in, in a biblical context, um, it's healthy. There's protection. There's accountability. Uh, and I think, you know, sometimes we just get a worldly look at it and it's kind of distorted where it means a bad thing versus what God intended it to be as protection. Yeah. Is anyone else regarding those words, authority, discipline, why sometimes it seems like it's such a, a negative connotation to it? I think because culture has like tainted what that really means. I think people take advantage of positions of authority yeah. mm-hmm. to, um, to negatively act towards people. So yeah. they, yeah, again, take advantage of this position. But if we are, um, take authority in our children's lives according to the Bible, Everything in the Bible is led by love because Jesus right. was love. So, so if we lead in love and we are the authority in our home over our children, but we do it in love, then it just leads to a, a positive life. Again, that was the promise that God mm-hmm. gave to children right. um, and to us, you know, right. if we obey our parents. But it's if we do it in love. So it's the, the negative or taking it out of context of the Bible yeah. and not doing it in the right way. Yeah. Yeah, and we see, you know, there is bad authority mm-hmm. figures, right? And so lots of times, you know, we're seeing it today in culture, right? You're seeing it among, you know, police and, you know, and any authority figure, any organization has good authority, bad authority, the home, same thing. And but again, like what you're saying, Denise, there is a right way to, to exercise authority. And it's the same thing with discipline. There is a right way to exercise discipline. Yeah. And, and I believe what, what God is trying to tell us is if we don't operate in these principles, uh, you might be thinking you're doing a good thing by letting your kid kind of just live life freely and make all mm-hmm. the decisions whenever yeah. they want to wake up, they wake up. When they want to go to bed, they go to bed, whatever they want to eat. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're thinking that maybe, you know, Allowing that freedom is a good thing. The Bible says it, it's not a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, who do we believe? You know, so God's given us wisdom. Um, is there anything that really comes to mind as we're reading? I think the word discipline. You know, we're talking about what it means. The definition of the words in a secular context and in a Christian context. Discipline doesn't have to be bad. It could just, by definition. Teaching and correcting. Yeah. And when the Bible, teach, Jesus shows us how to do it out of love, discipline is a good thing. It's a necessary thing. But one of the illustrations in, in the story was um, in this parent tip, the woman with the child that got out of control in the grocery store and she left her carriage. And I just felt for that story, for the woman in the story. My heart breaks for them. And the world probably thinks discipline, oh, that means spanking. No, it means correcting. It means, mm-hmm. it means changing the behavior. Spanking is a tool that some people use, but the discipline is just a correction. Right. And, and in this um, parent tip, that story, it's a real story um, that mm-hmm. I experienced in the many, many years ago. This poor single mom was... At the end of her rope, have you ever been there? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, "I can't go shopping anymore. Every time I go shopping, my my little I think it was four year old daughter 
goes absolute ballistic if she doesn't get everything she wants. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I can't go shopping. I said, so what do you do? I said, I just leave because she starts screaming. And I said, so basically she's running the roost. She's Mm -hmm. running the house. She's the authority. Mm-hmm. And you and so anyway, so I gave her some tidbits of, of of how she can change the behavior, and uh, it took a while, but she 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 corrected her daughter's behavior, and she wouldn't allow the daughter to to act up like that. She would the daughter act up, she would bring it to the car, um, do what she needed to do, bring her back in. She acted again up again. She bring it to the car. And do what she needed to do, bring her back in. And then by the third time, her daughter got the the understanding that, mm-hmm. uh oh, I don't want this to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I better behave, you know. Mm-hmm. But that lady's life was was being tortured because she didn't exercise the authority that God had given her, and she didn't discipline her child, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. do you ever think that you would? That's, that's, okay. I was just um. Reminded of Proverbs, you know, it's, it talks about spare the rod, spoil the child. And it, there's another verse in Proverbs, and it talks about spanking, you know. It says, you know, don't, don't spare the rod. You think you're going to, you know, it's not going to kill your child <laughs> if you discipline them. In fact, it's going to save them from hell. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what the Bible teaches us. And without that, you know, the discipline is so important for their security, for um, like the parent tip was saying about, protecting them from just running out in the street in front of a car. Because if they won't obey you when you say, put the milk down on the table, then they're not going to obey you when you say, don't run out in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think of self-control because I'm always praying that my kids have self-control. We're in a society where everybody wants it, but nobody is willing to do what it takes to have Mm self-control. And it really is rooted in discipline, you know, from a young age. And so... How were you guys raised? I mean, did you, were you raised with, um, you know, an understanding that I need to obey my parents or were they kind of loosey-goosey and you kind of did whatever you wanted to do when you wanted to do it? Yeah, as you was um, asking that first question, like having like a tainted view of like authority and discipline, like um, I think parents or my parents and myself, like did, or even when I saw other parents, like they when they disciplined, it was just like extreme. So it wasn't a healthy discipline, and I think that's where it sometimes is a negative connotation because people have that. Well, like for example, I would have that in my, the back of my head. But as I started um, coming to church and then seeing how there's a proper way to do it, um, you know, discipline it, it or authority changed, or the perspective I had for it changed. So I was raised, um, there was a lot of discipline in my house. Well, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, I'd say discipline. Mm -hmm. So I knew, like, I couldn't do certain things. Things were, you know, pretty clear. Uh, I knew, like, okay, if I do this, like, my mom's going to be very upset. Like, I need to not do this. Or my dad is going to really, like, you know, kill me if I do this. So I, I knew that there was boundaries. You know, I knew that I needed to be home at a certain time. Um, I couldn't be on the phone after a certain time. So there was like a lot of rules. Um, I think for me, it wasn't necessarily like all done in love. Um, but I, at the same time, I understand why it was the way that it was, because I feel that because of the way that they were, I didn't get into 
a lot of the things that my friends didn't get into. And I wasn't allowed to do a lot of the things that my friends were allowed to do. And at the time it was like, oh my God, yeah, like, you know, people would be sleeping over each other's houses or they'd be going to their friend's house after school. And like, mom would be like, absolutely not, you're coming home. I don't know them, you know, I don't know their parents. And again, the stories that people would come back home with or to school with was like, oh, it was crazy. You know what I mean? And it's just like, again, younger, it's kind of like, oh man, I'm missing out. But at this, for my parents, in their view, it's like I'm being protected from that. You right, know what I mean? Right. From all these different things that could happen. Um, which, again, I think like it's it is. Um, uh, it's hard to understand, like when you're younger. But I think, again, like maybe just like my my thing that I would like to add in my parenting is explaining things to my kids, okay, you know. So good. it's just like, yes, I can be strict <laughs> And I want to set rules and there will be boundaries, but I will explain them to you so that you understand why it is that Mm -hmm. I'm doing them, Um, which I think is the only thing that I lacked when I was growing up. Um, Because again, now that I'm an adult and I have kids, I can see that like in retrospect. Okay, like, thank God that my dad was the way that he was. Thank God that my mom was the way that she was, you know, and even, you know, my mom was very discerning. She was very discerning with like my friends. Like she would tell me like, oh, that girl's not good news. And I'd be like, oh my God, mom. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And she would tell me, no, I'm telling you. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's my best friend. And weeks or months down the road, you know, their true colors would come out. And I'd be like, Ugh. and I almost like didn't even want to say anything. Cause I'm like, my mom knew. Yeah, but again, yeah. I think it's like the explaining, like, it's like, listen, I'm really feeling it in my spirit. Like this person is just not right. You know what I mean? But again, I think even if, maybe even if she did, I was probably not even in the right headspace. But I think like just knowing like now that I can talk to my kids, you know what I mean? Like I can be the authority. Um, but if I'm doing it in the right way and I'm showing them love and doing it in love, then I have that space to explain things to them and say like, hey, like I'm I'm trying to protect you from this. And even if they don't receive it, yeah. I know that I'm still doing like the right yeah. thing because I think I'm like a product of that strict like yeah. lifestyle did you discipline. did you ever try like to wear down your parents so that they would conform to what you wanted um sometimes i think sometimes i think especially when like i was getting older yeah um and i was kind of like i've always done everything right you know like i'm like i've always done everything right like why don't you give me like a little bit of room. you know what i mean a little bit of room um so i think yes like i i i would try i definitely would try yeah um and I think I'm I'm also like the firstborn. So with the firstborn, you, that's that's your your hardest because you're you're learning. You know, you wrote this is the first time that you've yeah. become a parent. So now I'm seeing that. You know, with my firstborn, I'm like, man, I put like so many rules on her, and then I'm kind of like learning with the other ones. Um, so again, I'm even in that I'm learning because um, then with my siblings. I feel like, you know, they were able to go out a little bit later, but it's because now they have an older sister that is with them. (laughs) Um, So different things that changed even in their parenting with like my other siblings. But for me, like I I was the one that kind of had the most rules, the most boundaries, Mm -hmm. the most no's. (laughs) So out of um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six people here. Um, Raise your hand if you would think like your parents definitely required absolute obedience and they okay yeah depends <laughs> my parents were like oh, well you didn't really want raising your hand <laughs> I was, I was no. in the middle. So, so you know at this table 
we have two of us that uh, I would say, you know, myself and Carlos, yeah. um, where we, I, I know, speaking for myself, I didn't have an authority figure in my house. Um, I just basically was the authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think part of it was because, you know, my family, they were always working. Um, they were immigrants, you know, they didn't know the language that well. And, and, uh, and so they kind of trusted me as I was growing up to kind of live my life, you know? And, uh, and I would, I look back and I say, I, because of that lack of, of boundaries and strict requirements in the house, but not even strict, but just requirements, Mm -hmm. you know, and guidance, you know, you are, you can do this, you can't do that. Um, you know, checking in who you're hanging out with, you're not hanging out, what time are you coming home versus, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say, by the grace of God, I'm alive. Mm, right. yep. It's right. God's grace I'm yeah. alive. It's God's grace I'm not in prison. It's God's grace. Um, but those of you who say, you know, you had that structure and authority, would you say it was benefit to you? How about you, Laurie? Yes, I was going to say I relate to Denise on every level <laughs> because I was raised um, by my sister and brother-in-law, and they were really strict, and I was like the firstborn. I wasn't their child, but I was the oldest of the kids. So everything for me was much more strict than the younger ones, But so I relate to that. But one thing that you said that I say, I said to my kids often is— you're a child now, so you're never going to think like me because I'm the parent. Mm. You're never going to have my mindset. You're not going to understand why mm. I'm putting up these parameters for you and these yeah. boundaries because you're not a parent yet. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know what we know. Yeah. And so all you have to do is obey. That's all. Mm-hmm. You might not have to. You don't agree. You might not like it. You mm-hmm. might be mad, and that's all okay. Yep. But I'm just asking you to obey mm. because that's... Uh, I'm putting up protection for you, and you'll know it. Someday you're going to grow up, and you're going to say, Mom, now I understand. Mm -hmm. And I have three grown children now, and two are parents, and Mm -hmm. they say that to me now. It's like, now I understand. Mm -hmm. You never let us sleep over anyone's house. Now I understand. (laughs) So it's funny that your kids will grow up, and they will have kids of their own. I know you guys are young, but you will get there. And so everything that you're laying down as a foundation now will be used to the next generation. So it's yeah, so important yeah. to just Isn't learn it? as much as you can, talk to other people so you know you're not alone and mm-hmm. situations that come up. So um, let me ask you this. In You know, you, you guys know lots of families. What do you think causes parents to not operate, you know, in in a sense of having complete authority over their kids and and you see so many kids kind of straying or wild and you know what do you think the problem is i think from what i've seen the problem is parents go to work all day they come home they're tired and being involved in your kids life and exercising this authority and and giving this discipline it takes work and the parents come home, they're tired, they want to take some time for themselves yeah, over the true. time to invest in their kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, they're tired. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? 
sometimes I find that parents, especially young children, um, they can use the excuse, oh, he's just young, he'll grow out of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's kind of cute that he's not doing this and running away from me and this temper tantrum, it's so cute. Mm. And, I mean, I, I see a lot of parents excuse away their little toddlers mm -hmm. when they're going crazy and try to reason with, you know, a two-year-old. And, and it just doesn't work. And when you don't start disciplining them, you know, when they're toddler years, you're just going to make your job as a parent harder in the future. Mm -hmm. Because when there's, you know, discipline and parameters, even at two and three years old, even in 18 months, these kids know what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, the earlier you begin to put these boundaries there, the easier it will be on you and it'll be on your children. Mm -hmm. But it just takes work, like Jared just said. And um, But it's so well worth it when by the time they're three or four, when you say something, they know you mean it mm -hmm. because they know, oh, Dad said this, I better not do it. And it's a healthy fear yeah. that your mm -hmm. kids need to have, that there is a consequence if they don't obey. Yeah. Do you think that when they make that excuse, oh, it's a cute temper tantrum, they're kind of deflecting away from what the real problem is? Mm. They don't want to admit that it's not them who, who's mm. got the issue. They're kind of just using an excuse to misdirect or downplay it as something else. Mm. Yes. The best show that I'm, I used to watch, and I actually just started watching reruns, is Nanny 911. Oh. <laughs> And the nanny from England sure. comes to these homes, and they're chaotic, and there's blended families. And he had three kids. I have four, and now, you know, we have seven. And there's craziness, and he can't discipline my kids, and I can't. And just craziness. And no matter what behavior the kids act out, she comes in and literally fixes the parents every time. Mm -hmm. And when she fixes them and how they handle things and how they discipline and how they set boundaries, all the kids fall in line so easily. Mm -hmm. So she never works on the kids. It's always the parents. Wow. I just find it interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've, I've heard this, like, line, too, which I feel like sometimes I'm like, <gasps> I get, like, cringe a little inside. They're like, oh, they're too young. Because, like, you know, you try to tell them, oh, maybe you should, like, you know, do this, that. And they're like, oh, they're too young. They don't understand. And I just feel like if you could always push that line of, like, they're too young. And you could always just say, oh, no, you know, six months a year, two years is too young, three years is, and it's just like, when yeah. will it end? When yeah. will when yeah. will it end? If you never start mm -hmm. the discipline or you never start the boundary, then it will it will never start yeah. because you're always just gonna, like for us, like I know I still see my seven-year-old and she still looks like my baby. So I know like for us, like it's just, you're, you'll never see them as like, oh, they're big enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you always have to like start it whether they like get it or not, but yeah. you need to get almost in that like, um, uh, mindset. yeah, like that mindset and like the pattern of like, okay, like they did this, I'm going to just start, yes. you know, start this now versus yeah. like waiting and waiting and yeah. waiting and the behavior will continue to grow yeah. mm -hmm. the more you wait. And even in a practical way for those who are listening, so our son is six months and right now he loves to grab my beard or my face, but he scratches, scratches and he does it to her too. And so even at a young age, I say, no, no, gentle, gentle. <laughs> right. And even yeah. though he probably doesn't understand, mm -hmm. but he, he say, I feel like they sense the sentiment mm -hmm. and, and the repetition, yeah. gentle, yeah. gentle. Yeah. And then, then he'll do that. And then Anaya came up to me yesterday. 
Cairo just came to me and he just did this and like rubbed his hand gently on her. And, you know, so yeah. even at a young, to my wife's yeah. point, you know, they, they understand at some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but that's practically, yeah, that's starting mm-hmm. somewhere. That's kind of how we. Human beings are, are very intelligent. Yeah. yeah. We can't underestimate. You know, and, and if, you know, you can train a, a dog, you can <laughs> train a child, you know. I remember with um, our oldest, I was in a crew for first time moms and Thank God I was in that crew. But one of the things the leader was talking about, she was saying, you know, he's seven, her son was seven, you know, seven, nine months old, something like that. And she's like, you know, so I just do a little pinch on his thigh when it's time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, so that's what I, you know, because I was just learning. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And at that age, at six months, seven months, like they're ready because they're already crawling towards yeah. the outlets. Mm-hmm. They're already, already doing these things. And so sure enough, I get home, my kid starts crawling over there. And I pinched her, and she just looked at me the first time, <laughs> and she went again and pinched her again. And then she never went back. Mm-hmm. And of my three, I started with the discipline, the youngest with her, because I had so much time on my hands. <laughs> and, you know, she falls in line better than any of the three. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's because I started so young. We, we stayed on it, you know. Right. But then as you keep adding kids and you get more tired and wore down and you say mm-hmm. you let things go. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, I mean, I even see it with us, um, you know, it's like you get so accustomed to just disrespect almost. Mm. I hate to say that, but like yeah. the culture we live in, it's all around us. And kids are allowed to talk however they want and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'm just like, I catch it, but he won't. Sometimes I'll be like, Jared, like this is something you need to address. Like you're not going to speak to your mother that way or an elder right. that yes. way, a grandma yeah. or whoever. But it's like I see so many of our friends and it's like they're oblivious to mm-hmm. the way that their kids are treating other adults. And I'm like, I just, <laughs> I think like somebody tell that kid, like mm-hmm. <laughs> let yeah, them know so now true. because you're setting them up for failure mm-hmm. later. Yeah. 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 You know? And the, yeah. these principles are biblical principles that God is saying, listen, I want, I want you to have my character, mm-hmm. respect, honor, humility, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's the challenge that we have in the world. The world is is completely counter biblical culture, and what we have to be careful of is that we don't allow, you know, even even our our busyness mm-hmm. to stop us from raising children the way God would have us to raise children. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and you know when you when you say pinch your child, mm-hmm. it's not like. You know, people get the wrong idea. Oh, that's child abuse. Mm-hmm. No, it's not child abuse. It's you know, it's, you know you're saying it's a little mm-hmm. pinch, and but but even when it comes to how you discipline, mm-hmm. um, I would say like for for parents who say, well, I I don't believe in spanking, mm-hmm. and I would say, well, as long as you find a way, mm-hmm. a method that yeah, works, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. use that. I even yeah. say spanking should be last resort, you mm-hmm. know. Um, if but if something doesn't work, and you're going to save your child from getting killed, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you need to do what you need to do, you know. Yeah. And do you want to um, share that even with the spanking topic because yeah. it's a it's a little gray area. And I remember, um, I believe it was our senior pastor that kind of gave clarity. To, Mm-hmm. on a proper way to even go about it because yeah. like I was saying when I grew up I saw the extreme so like like you you didn't finish your food it was like 
bang, you got a, it was a belt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pastor Steve kind of broke it down where you, you spoke to the child. You told him, you mm-hmm. gave him the expectation. Oh, you didn't do this. All right, go to your room. I'm going to be up there. I'm going to give you a spank. You go to the room. The mm-hmm. child goes up there. They're, they're more afraid of the waiting. You know what I mean? Right. And then mm-hmm. you get there. You explain, hey, I said this and that. You didn't yeah. do th- do it or you you whatever mm-hmm. so i'm gonna spank you boom let the child give the child a hug i think he was like give the child a hug explain it whatever mm-hmm. when you're good come back down to the family yeah. and mm-hmm. continue and don't bring it back up don't don't mm-hmm. hover it hover it over their heads yeah just as, conti- a, parent. as a parent just mm-hmm. continue um loving yeah. on them and what stood out to me about that like years ago was which seems very obvious but because it was different from how i grew up it was like doing it in love, mm-hmm. like doing it again, like not in maybe anger. not in anger, right. because it can be easy to do that right. when, you know, th- maybe they've been testing you or you've already said it to them. And yeah. like, you know, you're just kind of at the end of like your rope, but being able to kind of like, OK, you are the adult, like you can control yourself. So like you taking the moment and saying like, OK, like how you said, maybe you you step away from a, for a minute mm-hmm. and being like, listen, this is why you're going to get a spanking. You know, th- this is why. And then maybe giving them the spanking or whatever the discipline that like you decide to do. But I feel like I think giving again, giving them clarity and like doing it in a way that like it's like your your choice led to this. It's not that like I'm just reacting to right. whatever you mm-hmm. just did. You know what right. I mean? Like this is my reaction. But it's more so like I told you not to do this. You did it. And this is why this right. is happening. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's clear. Right. And again, like I think that again, that's what, like where us as parents, like we have to give the, the clear picture. Like we're not just like, um, like when it comes to spanking, like we're not just going around spanking them for for anything. Right. And we've right. never said right. a word to them. Exactly. We've never right. said like, oh, don't touch that. And then the first time that they touch you it, never them, taught them. Exactly. Right. So like it's our job to teach them right. to say, okay, you know what? Right. This thing right here, we don't touch that. Right. Okay. You you oh you touched it. Yeah. What did I say about that? I said don't touch it. Okay, now they come back again. All right. So your choice was to come and touch right. this thing that I already said not to touch. So now right. there's going to be a there's going to be a discipline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that again is like the learning process. Mm-hmm. And again, like they need to learn, but like we need to teach them and it needs to be a teaching, not just kind of like uh uh leaving like a gray area where yeah. kids are kind of like in fear, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that is what I wouldn't want is like just a general fear. Like it's just like they can't do anything it's just like they don't even know yeah. what, what they're doing mm-hmm. but giving the kids like a clear picture of right. like okay we don't do this in our house yeah. we don't say this yeah. in our house we don't speak like that in our house and when you do yeah this is gonna happen yeah. you know what i mean because now it's kind of like all right you, it's already it's already put out there it's like the bible you know what i mean like the lord gave us this manual and it's like you know what i mean he, he didn't just say like I hope you figure it out. Right, but if you don't right. get it right, you're going to go to hell. Right. You know, like he yeah. gave us a manual and he yeah. said, do this, don't do that. And if you do, you'll get this. And right. if you don't, this right. is going to happen. Right. So it's like, it's it's a picture that he's given yeah. us. It's a manual. And that's kind of what we need to give to our kids yeah. and make it clear to yeah. them. And again, doing it in yeah. love. And it makes kids feel secure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kids feel secure when they have boundaries. Yep. They want to be told, go this way or don't go this, past this line. They mm-hmm. want to be told that, yeah. and it gives them security. Exactly. Boundaries give children security. Yeah. Uh, people who think, you know, just let my kids be free because I really want them to 
to express themselves, mm. you know, um, that's all good, you mm-hmm. know, but, but still in, in freedom, mm. there's freedom when you know what you can do, what you can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that brings security, that brings health to a child, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it causes them to know that you really care about them, mm-hmm. yes. to put time into them and tell them, listen, this is what's good for you. Mm-hmm. I want your life to be blessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching them what's good for them, and they, they know that, you know. Yeah. I, w- I was just, um, when I read this initially, one of the things that jumped off the paper was, um, it says, if you do not take the lead, they'll look for someone who will lead them and mm-hmm. will receive your lack of parenting as rejection. Yeah. And when I read that lack of parenting, them taking it as rejection, I was like, wow. I, you know, I hadn't read that before anywhere. I hadn't heard that anywhere. Mm. And it's so true. And I've like, you don't, I haven't seen this in young children per se, but as you, they get older into the teenage years and beyond, you see it. And I have, Mm -hmm. I have grown friends with kids and you know, that this is how they feel about their parents, but they were able to do everything and anything they ever wanted Mm -hmm. growing up. And now that they're looking back and they're like, my mom didn't care. My mom let me do everything. Why Mm -hmm. didn't you protect me? Right. Yeah. Why didn't exactly. you protect me? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. didn't you tell me? Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, it's tragic when terrible things happen because of lack of parenting, mm-hmm. yeah. lack of teaching, you know. And when we talk about discipline, um, you know, there's consequences, right? There's consequences. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to really disciplining a child mm-hmm. and whether it takes, you know, spanking, mm-hmm. um, you're doing it because there's rebellion. Yeah. There's right. absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. rebellion. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Yeah. There's rebellion. Mm-hmm. And you've done everything you can to adjust this child's behavior. And the child says, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm the boss. You're not. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Lord says, who's the boss in the house? Mm. And even the Lord speaks to the child, right? Obey you're a mom and dad, mm-hmm. and but you have to take authority because now if you don't, you're disobedient to God. Just mm-hmm. think about that. You're yeah. disobedient to God because that child means more to God than right. what yep. that child means to us as mm-hmm. a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and so it's really, really important. Um, but I know sometimes uh, it gets hard and you mm-hmm. get tired. And you get a little bit more lax with the second and third child. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, if you exercise authority and you have proper structure and discipline in the house mm-hmm. at an early age, yeah. your children will be a joy to you Amen. as yeah. they get older. Yep. You know, I know, you know, the, the few times that we had to really exercise discipline in our house with our kids, um, Carissa seemed to be the easiest <laughs> yeah, she was the easy. She's a girl too, but but the two boys, um, we did it early on, and it's like we never had to to, mm-hmm. to really spank our children. We taught them young. Mm-hmm. They learned that that what dad and mom said, they're gonna follow through, mm-hmm. and so they learned we better just do it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we never had to deal with. You know, teenage rebellion and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I and mean, we dealt a little bit, but not to the extent that you see in the world. But um, you know, the the Lord's the, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, 
it's, you know, not that, like you said, Denise, where kids are so scared to death of their parents, mm-hmm. but they need to have a certain amount of respect and exactly. reverence. Mm-hmm. But they know mom and dad really love me. Mm-hmm. They right. love me, yeah. you know? And there's that love in the house. Mm-hmm. And in that atmosphere of love and health, um, it's okay to discipline and it's okay to have a house where the kids know, yeah, mom and dad are the boss. Mm-hmm. And really, it's, dad's the real boss, you know, mm-hmm. but mom's the boss too, you know, but I know the way it works. Wait till your dad gets home. Mm-hmm. And so they know this is really serious. When mom says, wait till your dad gets home, mm-hmm. this is really, really serious, <laughs> you know. So, but um, this has been a great conversation. I mean, we can go on for hours and hours, but mm-hmm. we have many more parent tips coming up. I want to to uh, encourage you to take time and digest, pray about these parent tips um, and apply them because they really, really do work. And of course, always seek um, help from other parents. Mm-hmm. If you're at a point of losing control, don't lose control. Mm-hmm. Pray, get wisdom, get advice, and uh, and ultimately, God will help you figure out what works for every child. Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, let's just pray and ask the Lord to bless our children, our families. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you give us wisdom in Scripture to help us, Lord, to guide us yes. and to parent. Lord, as you parent us, we parent our children, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we just pray a blessing upon our families, our children, our children's children. We pray a blessing on all those that listen and read these podcasts. Bless their homes. Yes. Bless their children. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Thanks for listening. Amen.